Hey, 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 this is Shelly Shell with another episode of Evolve Women's MMA. I had the chance to sit down recently with uh, a dear friend of mine and training partner, Rachel Reinheimer. And we got chance to talk about uh, her early beginnings of becoming an MMA fighter. And I've had the pleasure of being a part of that experience and that journey with her. And we get to delve a little bit deeper into her personal experience um, of becoming an MMA fighter as a woman in her late 30s and 40s and living her dream. And don't forget to follow us and like us and comment and share on facebook.com slash I love WMMA. Without further ado, here's Rachel Reinheimer. I'm here with the illustrious Rachel Reinheimer. And the reason why I say illustrious is because her and I have a, a very unique history. We're on the older side, for one, of being in mixed martial arts. We're classic. We're classics. And and we're older than some of the classics that are professional fighters. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Which is, is really something. But the thing of it is, is we're dreamers. And we have different, different dreams, but they involve women's MMA. And um, I'm going to let Rachel say kind of how she got into it and then how her and I have built this friendship over the years. And I'll interject. That's a really beautiful way to put it, Shelley. We're dreamers. (laughs) It's so true because I always feel like I have huge visions and it's hard to kind of rein that in. And why should I? Why should we? We only live once. We only go this down this path one time. So I feel like why rein in my vision? Even if I only get 50% there or 80% there, it's worth it, right? Exactly. It's worth it to live a, a full life. But I would say um, we met years ago back at Seyotong. I had just started there. Um, it was my dream to mm-hmm. be a fighter, an MMA fighter. Which is really highly unusual for a woman to come into a gym like that because it was like coming into Fight Club at that period of time. It was mostly men. There weren't very many women in there. I, yes. Myself and another girl, Lauren, was there. And there could have been a handful, maybe a handful. But, I mean, yeah. you were Jeanette basically started Jeanette. like a month after me. Yeah. So I, um, I had seen MMA fights uh, maybe a couple of years before. I'd never seen them before. My brother rented them at my house, and I thought, what is that? I want to do that. Um, and so I did, I did other martial arts. I dabbled in, like, Taekwondo. I actually trained with some guys in New Hampshire and did ninjutsu. <laughs> yeah, they were legit. These are legit <laughs> group of guys. And it was really fun. But I, I still wanted to do something where I could compete. And, um, which is super bold because most of the women that I knew that even came in, didn't even have that in the back of their heads. It was an inkling, but you definitely came in. I want to compete. I mean, she was very, this is what I want to do. I knew I wanted to try it. I knew I wanted to try it. And, um, so to make a long story short, I, I showed up at the gym, um, and it was. It was like this fight club in a basement. I loved it. From the Were you second, scared coming in? Like, I mean, that black door, and you're going down into a basement. I don't know if the dog was there, but they had like oh, Ducati. Ducati. Yeah. No, Ooh. you know what happened? I went to the front door, and Mark's who had like dad. a chain? Who had a chain? Like, you know, like they had a, like a serious chain around him. Like, it I looked know, really, it was really scary, scary coming down. Well, I went in the wrong door. Part. I went in the front door, which was where the law offices were. Okay. And Mark's dad was there, and he's this cute little old man, and he yeah. very flirtatious. 
is so Typical. cute. <laughs> and he's, I said, I'm looking for Mark Delagrati's gym. And he's like, you're looking for Mark Delagrati's yeah, gym? Yeah, I bet. I didn't know this. And oh, my he gosh. He called me young lady, which I really appreciated because I was like 37 <laughs> or 38 years old. And I was like, I like you already. <laughs> um, but he, he sent me around the back. And, you know, I walked down the stairs and Gina was sitting at the front desk. And yeah. Gina just, yeah, she just so is welcoming. a special person, Definitely. you know, and... I felt very welcomed and she made me sign some paperwork and I, you know, it said like, what is your reason for wanting to train here? <laughs> and I think I put to fight and she looked at the music and she's like, you want to fight? And I said, I do. In like a really small voice. Like I couldn't even get it out. It felt yeah. silly even saying it out loud. And like then a little seed in your, yeah, in your like, will center. <laughs> And then um, she made me buy the biggest, puffiest shin guards they had because she was terrified I was going to break in half. But it was actually jujitsu that night, and so I went down there. So I started training, and I just kept showing up. When my kids were with their dad, you know, we had Mm -hmm. split custody at the time, and I just... Um, when I didn't have my kids, it started off that way. I would go to the gym, and then I started spending all my spare time there. And you were there, and maybe... Two months in, they mm. said they were going to have this in-house smoker, which if people don't know what that is, it's basically like a, an exhibition fight, a chance for people right. in a gym to have the experience of preparing for a fight and cutting weight and weighing in. And, and it was a secret one, too. It's we a secret one. Yeah, it was very hush-hush. And a lot of them are. Yeah. It's, it's really just, it's not like a fight fight. It's yeah. meant to kind of give people the experience just to see if they like it, how if they want to keep going forward and do like real fights. I'm using air quotes. If yeah. Yeah. Can't see any. And Crew was here at the time, too. Oh, yes, like, Crew Toy. He, was he is, you know, the son of the founder of the gym, our, our, our you know, mothership in Thailand. And it was just a, such an exciting time. So they, I said, oh, I want to do it. I want to do it. But they, there were no other girls. So <laughs> I, um, I was talking about it and talking about it, and I just, I just how started you, asking people yeah, if they would fight you, me. But how did you get me? Like, how did my name come up? I think you were standing at the front desk, and I just said, "Would you fight me? Come on, <laughs> Shelly, please! I just really, I really want to fight. Please, somebody fight me!" And I you was were like, like no. "You no. look like a deer in the headlights." But then you said, well, I, I, "I don't know. I don't know. I don't know." And then I think you kind of started to think about it, yeah. and you, you came back, and then you yeah. said. I, I think I'll do it. I, yeah. yeah, okay. Because I, I was like, I was like, okay, twist my arm, I'll yeah, do it. Because like, she, please, well, you please. have to understand. She came in and she's like, will you please, 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 <laughs> jumping like a bean? Like, will you please, please, drag in my arm? Please, 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 I'm begging you. Please, I want to be an MMA fighter and this is my opportunity. And please, 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 please. I mean, it was like a little kid who, you know, was in a candy store oh, and was not good. That was pretty much it. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, well, and we were the same size. I mean, you, way, yeah. you have way more experience than me. But I no, said, you but know. She, you actually dropped weight to meet me. You were like, that was the other thing. It was like, I'll drop weight to meet you. Yeah, I wanted to do the whole thing. I wanted the whole experience. Yeah. Suits and nuts. I wanted to prepare for a fight. I wanted to yeah. cut weight. I wanted to be just like all the fighters at the gym. I, I would sit and watch <laughs> practice. And, you know, they probably thought I was, like, looking for a boyfriend or something. But I would just sit there and watch. And, like, every single thing that Mark Delgratti said to the guys, I absorbed. And then I'd go home and write it down like a dork. And, you know, I just wanted to be like them. And I wanted, I did what they did. If they were going to eat broken glass for breakfast, I was eating broken glass for breakfast. (laughs) So I wanted to do the whole thing. And I was just so excited about it. And I said, I know Shelly's probably going to kick my ass, but I'm still going to have fun with this whole thing. And it was fun. And I was so grateful. But before the fight, Jake came to me and said... (laughs) You know they're going to be punching.
punching you in the face, <laughs> right? And I was like, no, I understand. Like, they think, I think they thought I was like Tai Bo classes oh and like we were gonna gosh. like do an aerobic workout. I was like, no, I get it. Like, I know this is a fight. I really, I can do this. Like, you yeah, guys have to trust so me. I can do this. Too, yeah, it? they were terrified for me. Yeah. Terrified yeah. for me. And um, I said, really, I can Nobody do this. Nobody gave a shit about me. <laughs> they didn't. They didn't give a shit. Nobody came and was terrified or nothing. It was so funny. They didn't care. They're just like, go at it. You can you do whatever still, you want. You were to a do. lot more experienced. So they said, well, <laughs> Shelly will probably kick her ass, but probably won't break her nose. You know, she'll probably be nice. She'll stop short of breaking her nose or you it know, knocking her unconscious. But it was, it was awesome. It was. Yeah, it was fun. You took it seriously, which I really appreciated because I wanted that experience, and <laughs> it was just wonderful because you really cared about. The development of the women in the gym. That was pretty much the You put your money where your mouth was. You <laughs> yeah. stepped in the ring to help me become a fighter. Like, you literally put your personal... You put yourself on the line to help girls in that gym. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, this woman really cares. And... It was the experience of a lifetime. Like, I remember Crutoy wrapped my hands. We just wore regular hand wraps. Right. And I remember sitting there going, I can't believe this is fucking happening to me. I can't believe this is happening to me. This is like... Unbelievable, and I just I get goosebumps thinking about it. It was just really fun. It and was a great experience for me too, and I I'm sad now that it was probably one of my only ones, but at least I had it. Yeah. So I appreciate that. Um, I did try to go like, and you've since had how many fights now? Well, I did. Let's see. I did. Um, I think five Muay Thai smokers, including yeah. our fight, and then I did a bunch of jiu-jitsu tournaments, and then um, I took maybe a year to just really work on wrestling and then I started doing MMA and then I just did the Thai fight so I've competed a lot she has and yeah just keep pushing like and that's the other thing like I knew that I really had to prove myself because I was older and a girl and you know it's just so like a rough world for a girl of any age there's there's preconditioning like factors going in there because if you show any sort of feminine emotion like crying or anything like that oh yeah after, there's no crying after training right. there's no crying in Muay Thai like no crying in right. baseball I cried through a lot of showers but, though yeah I bet I but cried like, through showers I mean in the beginning like if if the girls you know mm-hmm. or the women you know that happened I remember the guys thinking that you lacked confidence which wasn't really the case it was just it was so intense yeah. the training that it was just Crazy. like oh it was a, it's kind of like women it's their way of letting down and letting like stuff go well you yeah. Yeah. You're going through it yourself as well because you didn't have a lot of other women to talk to that knew what you were going through. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, well, Shelly was there, which was awesome, and she had a lot more experience than I did. So seriously, it was a good. It was a, it was like having a fairy godmother, honestly. <laughs> and Lauren was there, Lauren was and there Jeanette the started like the month after. Me. Yeah. And Jeanette, she's is, been there now. All the you guys have been there. Yeah, she's long. scary. So she's a scary killing machine. Oh yeah. And yeah, you know, I sparred with her recently. I'm like, holy shit. Yeah, she's, she's terrifying. She's a sweetheart. She is a sweetheart. She's a sweetheart. She's got like a nasty jab and a nasty like kind of. Yeah, I don't know. She hits way harder than you expect her to hit. Um, yeah. She broke my nose once. Is she the one that did that? <laughs> the first time I broke my nose. I remember that. You're like, well, I got that out of the way. Yeah. I mean, you know, I've had so many crazy experiences down there. But I, I remember I cried. The first time I cried, I've cried a few times on the gym. And the first time was, um, I think George Gurgel was down there. Oh, yeah. And he, he was, was so um, coaching people, yes. doing rounds. And I think I had to go with Tateki or I don't know who I was going with. I was rolling. It was horrible. And 
I was like being crushed. This was in jujitsu. And George is yelling, like, are you going to quit? Are you going to quit? And everyone's yelling. And I'm like, at you? Yeah, like, oh. while we're rolling. Oh, and wow. I felt like I was going to die. And then I just came off the mat. And I ran up to the front desk and I started to cry. And Gina had never seen me cry down the gym. And yeah. she was like, I don't know what to do. Rachel's yeah. crying. I've never seen her cry before. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God, that was so hard. And she was just like, <laughs> take Breathe. a deep breath, pull yourself mm. together, and you get back out there because you are the toughest fucking bitch out here. And you're going to get back out there, and you're not going to let these guys get the best of you. And I was like, yeah. okay. <laughs> and I'm like... <laughs> ran I back, know. and I was like, don't think it's sweat. Don't think it's sweat. sweat. I'm wiping the tears <laughs> off my face. And, um, yeah, just, you know, but I just really wanted... Mm to experience something, something that made me feel alive. And my fighting makes mm-hmm. me feel alive. Mm-hmm. You, know, know? you have a daredevil kind of uh, personality or character. It's weird. I am like two sides of a coin. I'm yeah. one side, because I always say there's two kinds of people that do this sport. There's people that are like very disciplined, can handle a lot of repetition, a lot of mm-hmm. downtime, a lot of boring things. I mean, you have to do a jab a billion times. Right. The same jab. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And you have to be okay with that and yeah. love it, you yeah, know? I love it. Well, because you can punch somebody in the face maybe with it. Yeah. People have no idea what goes into this sport. And then, or you're just crazy or you're just nuts. Yeah. I think I get a little bit of that. And I think you have to like just be able to be disciplined enough to ride it out. Just ride it out. It's like, it's definitely one of those things. Like you just have to ride out the tough times, the plateaus, the disappointments, the, you know, all of that. Yeah, for sure. You, um, speaking of tough times, I mean, there was like six months that you took off from, because you had an ACL injury. Yes. Officially I took off the nine months my doctor recommended. It was nine months. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I had, I pulled my, um, ACL in a, I ripped it in a grappling tournament. Yeah. Back in 2000. And that was the early on. 11. Early on, where you could have just thrown in the towel and just said, the hell with it. Because I yeah. know, because... I was 40. I had an ACL injury from... Yep. Um, yes. Uh, like, it wasn't even anything exciting or whatever. It was in, during, like, training. This idiot guy just held on to my leg and wouldn't let go. Yeah. You know, it was ridiculous. Dumb things happen in training. Yeah, like, it's really <laughs> stupid. And um, I, because of other surgeries, I just chose not to have surgery. And yeah. and I I was it's like, because decision. I know, I know, you know, the, the length of it and then being out of training. And at the time, my decision was like, no, I want to still train, but I didn't really have that goal to be a fighter. So you have to kind of really decide and balance out what am I going to do here? And um, that must have been really challenging because my mom said something to me in the doctor's office. She's like, because I told, you know, I I must have said something about competing again when I was sitting there and she said, you're going to fight again. I said, well, then why would I have this surgery? Yeah. This is a horrible, tough surgery to have. I often get a patella tendon fix, which is like the hardest recovery. Yeah. I said, I can just, I can just sit in scrapbook with my friends from college, which nothing wrong with that. But like, I, you know, you could still, I could still run in a straight line. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I could still do a lot of things, and, but you know, the surgeon had said to me, we don't typically do this for women, for people over 40. Yeah. And I said, well, I'm going to compete again. I need this yeah. surgery. And so, um, wow. Yeah. Wow. I told them, I said, I'm competing again. I yeah. need the surgery. So, awesome. um, they told me that the, you know, they said, well, they didn't even have data for failure rates for athletes over 40. 
for the surgery. So now they do. There weren't even stats, right? No, they didn't even have, they said, oh, for athletes under 40, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, what about over 40? He's like, well, we'll find out. (laughs) Cool. Because I said, you know, I'm going to do this. And actually, I I don't, I never heard back from him, but I sent the surgeon. You should. The first tie fight I had, I actually won that one. And I I sent him like a uh, picture and said, look, you worked. My knee held up. Yeah. I actually couldn't go downstairs very well still when I had that tie fight. So I was like, oh, I can get out of the ring. Yeah, right. Oh, my. Oh my God. <laughs> like, wow. I mean, I can get upstairs. Yeah, it's easy but, going, going up, but hard coming down. It's a huge surgery. Yeah. But yeah. that that was a defining moment because I was like, well, how do I really want this? And why am I doing this? Like, why am I spending all this time? I mean, I have two kids. I work full time. I'm a single whole, mom. Yeah. You know, I have a lot of other serious responsibilities. Like, it is a risky sport. Mm -hmm. You could get a concussion. You Mm -hmm. could get seriously injured. What if I compromise my ability to take care of my children? Like, there's... there's, Those are good questions that smart people asked me. Yeah. You know, so I had to really ask myself, why am I doing this? And when I balanced out all the pros and cons and looked at what I was getting out of it and what my family and my children were getting out of me having this experience. I did feel like in the long run, and I Mm -hmm. always make my decisions based on the long run. I said, in the long run, I feel like this is the right thing. I feel like I'm a better person. So if I'm a better person, I'll be a better mom. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I'm role modeling to my kids. I had a fight where, okay, most fighters like have a breakdown sometime Mm -hmm. before their fight, like either their camp is really hard or whatever. Like, you know, it's not unusual to have like a breakdown before the fight. So one of my MMA fights, I freaked out like a week and a half before I was like, fuck am I doing? I'm 43. <laughs> I'm fighting in a ring. I'm exhausted. They'll hit you all at once. Yeah. I'm, I'm, like, here. I'm yeah. sitting here on the couch. I'm Panic, crying. anxiety you know. attack. Yeah. I was like, what am I doing? And Miguel's like, okay, baby, it's fine. And my, my son comes out and he said, mom, you wouldn't let me quit band. And he said, you're not quitting. And if you want to quit a month from now, that's fine. But you're going to do this fight, and you're not quitting. How, you taught us to not quit. How old is he? When he, when he well, at that? the time, he was probably 12. What He's, a time to hear your own words. Yeah, right? Yes. And I'm sitting there like, <laughs> okay. And he was like, I don't care if you're mad at me for saying it, but there. And he walked off. Wow. And I just looked at my boyfriend. Respect. I was like, I think I was just totally schooled right there. And I was you, like, yeah. 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 So he just, you know. Lesson learned, though. You just set the example and your kid learned from it. So right there. Right that away. right there was worth it. Right that away. right there. Action. You don't action, quit. Action, you make a commitment. Action. You do your best. You try hard. You don't give up when it just because it gets hard. And that was like, oh, my God, this was worth it because yeah. he took that away from it. So I think it makes me a better mom and a better person. I mean, you can't. You can't do this sport long term and not become a not become a better person. It just forces you to do that. I feel like a lot of times too, men don't even let themselves have the thought. Like you know, w- women may be more inclined to be like, maybe I can't do this. Right. But men are like, you know, I can't even think about it. It's not you know, it, I have to hold in all these emotions and everything like that. But like, it's true. As opposed to being able to be like, maybe I like, maybe I can't. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, to test it? To get out there Yeah, a lot of times, just I feel like men just put it in their mind that, like, I don't care how I feel or anything like that and just powerful. You're not allowed to have a moment of doubt. Right. Exactly. Yeah, it's not masculine. It's not a masculine To doubt quality. yourself. To doubt yourself, yes. yes. Yes, definitely. I think it's more socially acceptable for women to do that. Definitely. But that kind of brings us back to that conversation about, you know, what are the qualities that a fighter embodies and allowing people to have multidimensional personalities. Like I, I feel that 
the men that I know that do the sport do become more multidimensional because they're forced to face those issues in a way that like, you know, everybody sits at home on the couch, right? And you watch the action movies and you're like, I can totally take on a whole army by myself in the winter time <laughs> with a sword and wearing chain mail. Like I can do that. You know, everyone thinks they're like this super yeah. badass superhero. Yeah, yeah. Superhero of their own movie. Yeah. And then when you're like standing there in your like Muay Thai shorts and you're ready to go out there and, you know, try to like survive against some girl who's ready to take your head off and you're like, oh my God, this is it. All that shit talking I did. Yeah. <laughs> I can do that. And like, you know, allowing yourself to have that multidimensional personality, I've seen it change people both sides of the coin. Like men find that they are allowed to have a range of emotions and women find that they're allowed to have a range of emotions. So what example, like, I mean, do you know any guys that that's kind of that you can think of? You don't have to name names or anything like that, but anybody that in particular that you've seen that? Yeah, definitely. Over the years, I see the guys become more emotionally in touch with who they are and definitely more evolved. The higher up they go, the more evolved they get. And they become better fighters too. They become better fighters. They become better people. Mm -hmm. And just, it just seems to do that for people. If you can kind of stick it out past the really tough parts and kind of allow yourself to be okay with it being hard, like it will change you in good ways. Do you think um, you learn, well, this is something some people will think is that you learn more after a loss than you do a win. I don't know. I think that's, you can say that. Yeah, it's true. Of course. If you don't learn something from losing, then what's, you know, what's the point? And that's just a metaphor for life, right? Right. But there's still a lot you can take away from a win. I think we should learn either way. Why waste the win? Exactly. You know, everything's an opportunity to learn. So I just, I just try to get better every time and just learn something every time. I mean, it's supposed to be fun. Sometimes I forget the lessons I've learned. Like for a while, I kind of felt like it got not fun. And mm-hmm. then I've heard other people say that. And then mm-hmm. I rediscovered the fun part of it and just kind of reminded myself that, that again, it just always feels like it's a metaphor for life. Like, yes, you, you know, ultimately, you know, you want to have as much fun as you can on this ride because it's the only one you get. So, you know, enjoy it. And So last night or Saturday night, I just really tried to soak in the experience and just really tried to imprint in my mind everything. You know, they put the whole Muay Thai thing on me. I mean, it was such an honor. They had the armbands and the robe and the Moncal and everything. And I was like, seriously, how did I get here? How did I get here? You know, and Mark Delagrati called us before the fight. He said something inspirational. And it's like, are you fucking kidding me? This yeah. is like unbelievable. So just reminding myself that it can be hard, but it can be fun too. And taking mm-hmm. a little pressure off, you know, and, 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 but yeah, yeah. don't waste a win. Learn from that too. Yeah. You know, yeah. no, trust me when you win, the fight's never perfect either. Yeah. Like, I mean, <laughs> there's never a perfect fight. Like it's, it's, it's always ugly on some level. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, it's and never, it goes the, like it did in training. No, no, no. Please. We're all, <laughs> that's, like, that's, oh, I, yeah. It's so amazing in training and you feel like you're fighting at 50% always. And yeah. you know, those like miraculous moments like the Anthony Pettis off the cage. Right. Yeah, how know? do they do that? Yeah. It's like, that's where does like, that come like, in? Yeah, no, it's like your fight's messy, you know, you feel like you peed yourself, you don't know what's happening, like, yeah. it's just always a mess, even when you win. Well, that's an Anthony Pettis, it's like a guy watching an action movie and he still thinks that was in the ring, oh yeah, I'll just jump off the cage and punch him in the face. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. It's always messy, so there's always something to learn, and I just try to 
keep evolving and and I think the more I do this and the closer I get to the potential end of it, mm-hmm. the more I'm like wanna just enjoy the ride and also just kind of you know, make it just like a normal part of my life. Right. You know, and just right. kind of like it's something that I do that's fun. Yeah. So you'll you see yourself sticking with even the training, even you know, if you decide not to compete. Yeah, anymore. I definitely want to keep training. Yeah. I really, really love this sport. I definitely will keep training and um I mean that might change a little bit. I'll probably compete more in jujitsu mm-hmm. when I'm done with MMA. See, a lot of people and... will stick with jujitsu for a longer period I mean, you can do jujitsu when you're like 95. Anthony, I can do it in the nursing home. Anthony yeah. Bourdain started when he was 59 yeah, or, exactly. or maybe 55 and became like a blue belt when he was 59. Exactly. Yeah. You can just so lay can there. Start. Oh, they're passing my guard, whatever. You know, yeah. it's just... <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll just fake I'm, you know, I'm working my guard. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, this, this is definitely a place for me still in fighting as I age and I feel like that's okay it's yeah. okay that it evolves and um yeah because I mean you did have a late start in getting into this yeah and so you know for women to to think oh I'm too old for anything that's a bunch of bullshit no. I mean you yeah, can start any time of your life and get into something that you really you know kind of Oh, I think I might want to like try this. You can get into anything you want. And you you yeah. you're a perfect example of that. People will put limits on you. You don't need to do that to yeah. yourself. No. Like you don't need yeah. to put that limit on yourself. Trust me, like if you can't do it, your body will tell you and then maybe you need to adjust something. Yeah, and you can still do it, but maybe you just don't do like, you know, you know, compete or Exactly. Exactly. I mean, that was my choice. It was my choice not to compete, and that's but okay. I found other ways to it's, go about doing training it's, into something that I love. You got to be doing. a certain kind of person to want to get in there and do that you know <laughs> yeah. I mean yeah I think I would like to but like I had injuries and yeah and, then and it's too, okay to I say just... like this is not where I'm at right now right like, I don't think there's anything wrong with making that decision like before this last fight I said to my boyfriend like if I yeah. get the shit kicked out of me in this fight and I feel like it's just not there anymore this might be the last one but that's not how I felt. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that is not how yeah. I felt. It just, it, it yeah. felt fucking awesome. Right. And, and you're like, I want to get back to yeah. again. It felt great. And I had a great camp and I had a great weight cut and I, I felt really good in the ring. I was just nervous. I think the adrenaline got to me, but mm. I get nervous because these things are like sold out. I'm like, oh my God. But, um. Yeah, you're never training in front of like, you know, hundreds or thousands of people. No. So that, that's gets, the, the one thing you don't, you can't necessarily train What was train really for. good that's about true. this place that they had it at was it was a small venue yeah. and it was just for Muay Thai. And you, you'd go in and you, you could see all your friends there. Yes. And then, you know, you had the support of, you know, your, your teammates are there and you know that they're like pretty close and you could probably hear them where if you're in a bigger yes. venue, you're like, I don't know where, you know, you lights and camp and whatever. Yeah. But Feel more intimate, Feel but more it intimate. is more intimate. And then too, um, you're, it, it was hometowny, which is really yeah, it was so fun. nice. And and it was so nice to have here locally that we can have Muay Thai oh, fights. Oh my again. goodness, it's just so wonderful. Because we for haven't years. had that in this area for a long time. You can only go to New York to get it and to get sanctioned Muay Thai fights. Yeah, yeah. And so now to have it, it here in, in Massachusetts is just incredible. And is this the first? Was it the first? This is the second card. The second card. They actually had contacted me about the first card, but I hadn't had my medicals completed yet. And I was also, yeah, there was just too much going on. Right, so right, I right. couldn't. So I said, well, please, please, please keep me in mind for your next card, which I thought was going to be in October, but it ended up being January. So Even better. Yeah. yeah. So I, I was just, yeah. 
I was just so, so excited So it was a good fight. It. I mean, I got a chance to yeah. go. I thought it was really fun to watch good. fight Katana again. is a, a terrific person. We talked yeah. before the fight. We, you know, she's just a really terrific person and a great competitor. And it was super fun. I expected a brawl and she yeah. was a lot more technical. It was really nice to see the technical because at yes. the beginning, the other fights were when you're just starting out in Muay Thai, you end, everybody ends up clinching and they yes. like, you know, they're like in a ball and throwing punches or But whatever. at its best, like and, Muay Thai is like a dead and now, watching, <laughs> and watching you guys, you know? it was like, okay, you break away and you restart. Like yeah. if you got into the clinch, you break away a little bit and then you kind of start banging again. And it was like really fun to watch. Yeah, that was wonderful because I just didn't expect that. I thought yeah. that she was going to be more of a brawler. Yeah, I did I'd too. seen like a little tape on her and I yeah. was like, she's just like a great person. And it was just... I felt like the vibe was really good, and um, it was just great. I, yeah. I loved it. She was she definitely brought brought the the fight, and right. um, you know she got the win. And I, but I don't feel bad about it. I feel like I did everything right. And sometimes you do everything right, and you just, you don't, just don't get, get the, the win. win, and exactly. that's okay. I I sometimes put too much pressure on myself because I'm older, and I feel like mm-hmm. I have to win everything and do everything perfectly. Mm-hmm. But even for the best fighters on the planet. Yeah. They do everything right and sometimes mm-hmm. you don't get the wind. Right. So it's okay. And yeah. so I just feel like, you know, um, so I asked the coaches after I said, look, I was kind of thinking if I got my ass kicked yeah. that I was going to quit. And they were like, no way. Which is awesome. Yeah. They were like, we're bringing you to your next fight ourselves. That's not happening. We're getting ready for the next one. I was like, all right. So that's really encouraging to you. You have, you have such a good stat, uh, coach coaching, you know, team behind you. Incredible. And those guys have been behind you for a long time now. Yeah. Incredible. Know? Like, I mean, that's the reason that I can even do this at my age. Yeah. Because if I if I had been in a less knowledgeable gym, I mean, Mark Delagrati is a legend, of right. course, and just, I mean, sometimes I forget how amazing he is until you watch him teach or or just right. move around or spar, and they're like, this guy is like a genius at this, and the the staff, the trainers, they're just incredible, and. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the level of Jake, Jake for a while, Jake. Yeah, we trained together for a long time. And he was in my corner for I think almost every smoker I did. Yeah. He was in my corner for this tie fight, and it was just awesome, you know, to be have have that camaraderie back again. And Andy Cote was in my corner yeah. for this fight. It was just awesome. I mean, those guys they love Muay Thai. Yeah, they like, live, breathe every weekend. If there's a show, they're at it. They love it. They <laughs> love awesome. it. They love it. Love it. Love it. And I love it. And so that sort of feeling of really caring about the sport is really mm. awesome. And just, um, it was just an honor. There was like, um, I think there was five. It, it was pretty equal. The the amount there of female fights, the girl fights on the card. It was on awesome. the card, which is 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 you know I haven't seen that since uh, like back in the day. I, yeah. I go to New York and they would have an all girl card, but like they would just put all the girls on one card and you know because they could get them all on. But now, right. like you actually have, it was like half and half almost. Yeah, they there had were like, like five, five or six. There were at least five or six girl fights on the card. Yeah, it was and, incredible. Yeah, it was really incredible. And um, yeah, they um. It's interesting too because, like, like I said, like they're real athletes right. now. You know, it's not just girls that are like, oh, I think I want to try this. As you know, these are girls that are like. Some of them are coming from other sports. Exactly. Some of them have, um, you know, they've already proven themselves in other sports, and then they're coming into this sport and, and starting to dominate. And um, people don't feel like you have to be put in a little box anymore. Yeah. You know, and now, um, you, I mean, you've been training at sit for, it's been like six 
years or something Since 2009. More. And the so difference eight years, and eight the years. difference in in um you know training for you now like I mean mm-hmm. you're you're in the fight team now so you can you know you have I'm that fight team. That's like a huge thing. It's so hard to get that on that. That is a huge team. thing. I remember the first day we did the fight team together. <laughs> So hard. It was really oh hard. And really scary. Really well, I used scary. to sit there and watch through the fence like a little kid. And one day, John Johnson said to me, <laughs> yeah, "How bad do you want to be in here?" Yeah. Like and I really said, scary. "Well, bad. Like, why the fuck do you <laughs> think I'm here?" You know. <laughs> yeah. And he said, "All right, show up on Monday." That was a Saturday. Yeah. I was so scared yeah. for two days. Yeah. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't yeah. eat. I was so terrified. Do you remember gloving up and they're wrapping our, like putting the tape around our hands. I'm going to die. And I'm, I'm like, die. shit. And Heather came down from northern yes. New Hampshire. And and we had um, Vaseline put on our faces. We're like, why do yes. we need that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe a little bit. Of they're going to hurt us. <laughs> yeah, right. And um, I just stuck with Rachel pretty much the whole time. that yeah. I And I did a little bit with uh, that was for fun. this fun. But it was and really. Heather. Yeah, I got to start with Heather, which was, was fun. It was, uh, it, was, it was Heather Lambert. She doesn't yeah. fight anymore, but she was uh, an early. She kicked early my butt women's... in a tournament once, in a grappling tournament once. Yeah. She's, she's awesome. But since then now we have this whole like crew of women yes. at the gym yes. and I mean like you have other women coming in from other gyms that are mm-hmm. affiliated with Sit Yatong and and you know it's wonderful training partners now where you didn't have that in oh the very beginning. now I have like high level female exactly. training partners that are way beyond me yeah. I'm not that's how much know, it's grown it's amazing and just having those other women pull together and you know Kayleen Medeiros yeah. Peggy Morgan Erin yeah. Lamont what's Erin's is that our married name or her? I don't <laughs> I know. Remember. I think it's her. Yeah. I think that's her married yeah. name. And, you know, just um, just so many, what, Tiffany McCoy, right. Hannah Morello, like a lot of girls Those are ones regionally. I don't even know now. Like, yeah, I, these I, are like yeah. good oh, fighters regionally. Them. Yeah, Tiffany trains with Matt Santos. Yeah. So I saw, I met him and he's like, yeah, I got a girl. And I was like, who? Yeah, <laughs> she's a beast. She comes yeah. from rugby. She plays yeah. rugby. This yeah. girl's a beast. She's amazing. Yeah. Sweetheart too. I mean, yeah. just. The range of female talent that is insane. That want to fight now. They all that are, fight. They want to fight. They're real athletes. Yep. They're not just girls that are weekend warriors. Yeah. These are like legit yeah, athletes. Like they can deadlift. They can, you know, they mm-hmm. can put in the work, mm-hmm. you know. And so it's a to- totally different ballgame now. I'm trying to keep up with them. And uh, just, oh, Fernanda, Fernanda Arahu. I don't know if I'm I saying her name right. Oh, yeah, man. She trains with Jimmy Pedro. Okay, no, She's I don't incredible. know. incredible. She, uh, she just did a boxing match. These girls are amazing. And cool. um, so it's, it's fun for me. Uh-huh. Um, then we have girls coming up in our gym. Right. That are just, you know, I, I really hope that me doing, like, this sanctioned tie fight inspires them to keep going. I just mm-hmm. want girls to know, like, it can, if someone's doing it, it can be done. So it's not out of reach. It isn't at all. Not it's anymore. Not. not. You anymore. put in the work. It's not out of reach. What's really great about it too? It's it's, it's supplying um, new new um, opportunities for women in the business. Yes. Too in yes. in in mixed martial arts business, and it's opening up. Uh, maybe it will eventually open up gyms that are solely run by women for women. I, think I don't so, know. But I- but the, I like the idea of training with the guys too. Still, you know, you still say, like that camaraderie. Like there's less. Divi- it's weird. The more opportunities there are for women, the less it becomes about the male female thing. I right. think that's a good I think, thing. Yeah, yeah. I've noticed that. Like, I get taken so much more seriously now than I yeah. ever did. The more women that come into it. Um, but if you eliminate half your training partners, yeah, it just it's like that just seems 
foolish. You're cutting your opportunities in half to learn because, you know, if you it, you need to train with women because you compete against women, and obviously the strength differences and physically mm-hmm. centers of gravity are different. The torque on the torso is different. Everything's different. You know, we're not built the same way. Right. We're, hormonally, <laughs> we're different. It's just too different creatures mm-hmm. but you know you're just really cutting down your opportunities to learn to grow and develop as fighters and i, I feel like it can because when, when we talked to peggy morgan she she insisted on having a woman's only uh uh class and i feel like that that it can allow women especially that women that are new to it to be much more focused no there's a place yeah. there, there's a place there's so sometimes, in the beginner, sometimes yeah. like i think yeah. at the beginner level because you definitely women are overcoming like a lot of confidence issues about yep. being and then too if you're it's doing jiu-jitsu yeah. yeah if it's you're doing jiu-jitsu you have yeah. to come over, overcome that comfort level of being physical like you're gonna have a guy between touched. your legs or you're gonna be between a guy's legs yeah and, Why and is so that yeah like yeah and and you have to kind of overcome those kind of things that happen in your head that you don't even expect. You don't even know that they're going to come out. You're yeah. going to be like, oh my God, freak out. I mean, just or I have to be comfortable with this. Oh God, I got my period. Right. And like, I have this guy and I'm like, oh my God, do I, you It's know, intimidating like, enough to, to, yeah. to start doing yes. MMA, let alone yeah. with men. Yeah. Yes. And I do agree with Peggy. Like, I mean, yeah. she's amazing. I agree. Yeah. There, there is a place out for women way. only opportunities. Sometimes. Definitely. Yes. But I think that, like, ultimately in the big 100%. picture, you know, you're really, like, cutting out, like, half the knowledge base. Because, 100%. you know, and, and but, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's very hard to, like, um, not be distracted right. by sort of, like, because my first training partner, I wish I could remember the guy's name. He was, like, a army guy slash model or mm. something. And the first class, it was, like, you know, climb on the other person's back. It was yeah. in jiu-jitsu. I was, like... <laughs> I can't believe this dude is going to climb on my mind. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't even been on a date in six months. Like, I don't know. (laughs) This guy I don't even know is going to crawl on my bed. He's like half my age. I don't know what's happening right now. What am I doing? Right. Right. So, um, and I had to take like 18 Tylenol and pack myself in ice. And then I showed up two days later. So you just have to kind of like say, it's a sport, you know, it's a sport. We're both participating in a sport and that's what's happening here. And that kind of like, healthy disassociation, I guess I like to call it, isn't kind of necessary. But you, know? you kind of have to really kind of go home and think about it after you've experienced it. Even if, you're, if you've done some of the maneuvers with women, yeah. and, then, and then you present the whole male-female element where you're training with guys, too, and then you're doing those yeah. drills with them, you kind of have to get over that little... Definitely. Maybe not so much anymore. I don't know. But I know, for me, when I first started, there was mm-hmm. a little bit of that. I was like, oh, shit. Well, I think... And then, and then I was fine with it. Yeah, and, and, I mean, I think and those issues are more of, like when people are new because yeah, like people aren't really sure what's stuff. happening. Yeah, here, well, you know. But it's interesting because when you said you were like you know trying to like do what the guys are doing, and it's also important for I, I think that for women to not try and be like men, but be the best version of themselves. Oh yeah. So especially yes. while this is new right now, with some women, I imagine it's very important to have it be women only, and they don't have to have that other you know stuff no, clouding cloud, clouding in their brain. Definitely. Yeah. I think too, it's really what works for the individual person. Hundred like, percent. Absolutely. So for some people can dive right in and yeah, not have a problem at all. It might be more comfortable yeah. in a female only setting, and yeah. other women, it might, you might be more comfortable in a mixed setting. Mm-hmm. And I think like I just. I mean, for good or for bad, I idolized yeah. those guys. Mm-hmm. I just yeah. wanted to be—I wanted to be a fighter, and I was like, whatever they do, I'm gonna do. And if there had been women there, I would have felt the same way. I think mm-hmm. I was just like, I just want to be like the top guys in the team, and I just want to do what they do. And and um, 
I mean, geez, when I started training with Kayleen and Peggy, it's like so star- starstruck. It's like these women are my <laughs> yeah. heroes. You know yeah. what I mean? Like Peggy Morgan is like one of my heroes. I'm like, oh my God, she's taking me down. This is the coolest <laughs> thing ever, you know? And so, you know, but I just, those women weren't there in the beginning. So right. They I were training to, yeah. elsewhere. They were training during the same they time. They were, but, but they it was were just, like different. They, everything was separate and like way, like they didn't yeah. know you existed. They didn't know you I know, was I'm, there. They, they were in their own like little place up in New Hampshire and, yeah. and, uh, and then their coaches basically at the time, I think kind of preserved them. Like they were like, oh, okay, no, she's not fighting yet and she's still learning and, and what have yeah. you. So she's not open. She's staying here. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So there are women yeah. that have been in as long, longer than me, but yeah. just trained differently. And yeah. But yeah, just the gender thing, I think, you know, everyone has their own way of dealing with it. And I just decided that I was doing an athletic, uh, I was doing a sport. I decided I was doing a sport and that it was nothing more than that. And right. the, if the guys wanted to make it more than that, that was their problem. Right. And, you know, it definitely looked like I was having a midlife crisis. I will admit that. I know. Cause I remember you talking about that. You, you had friends that would come in like, and they're like, they what really are you concerned. doing, Rachel? Yeah. All my friends. And, and you so were going through meeting. a lot. I mean, you went through a divorce. I was going through a divorce and I was going through a very messy, yeah. bad divorce. Mm-hmm. And with two little kids, my yeah. daughter was, um, and that's a big two years when deal. I started training. That is a big emotional deal too. Like to yeah. go through that and still juggle. You had work. I mean, I you work full time. I've worked full time. You got the two kids. That's a full time, mm-hmm. you know, twenty four seven job. Yep. And then and then you're starting this MMA career. Yes. And you know you're getting so involved I had in that. Train. And that's, that's devotion too. And how? I mean, you were training. You were going like at least three times a so week for a while. What I did because my kids were with their dad part of the time. So I would like it's a um, lot. I would train Tuesday night. I would get there after work because they were with their dad Tuesday and Thursday overnight. Mm. So I would train six to nine, stay to the very end. I would train for like three, three and a half straight hours. Then I would go home, shower, get up at five so I could be at Jake's morning class on Wednesday, do Muay Thai, then then go to work. And then, so I, I literally trained every single practice when my kids weren't there. Then I started taking them sometimes with me to the gym and they would be off on the mat on the side and it was just a complete nightmare. But you know, and my daughter would be falling asleep on the mat. My daughter was two. Shirley, we've talked about this. The idea of like this couch potato guy being like woman fighting. I could beat her up. When he hasn't even, you know, doing, really he hasn't even doing anything. You know what's really true? You know what's really funny about that? Is because we would have guys come in like that. Right. And there would be a yeah. few girls in the class. And then they would, you know, we would um, get to, towards the end of the class and we'd do some sparring. And the guys thought, oh, yeah, they're going to kick my ass or whatever. <laughs> and I think you were in one class. And I don't know if Eddie Saldana was teaching at the time. It was during oh, the day. Eddie. And some guys were in. And the guy, and you went with one guy. I went with another guy or whatever. Like, and we're sparring with him. And we just kicked the shit out of them. And the guys were like, they were like, they, they were like stunned. These two old are kicking our asses. They're, they're kicking our asses. And then, and then I think Eddie goes, that's what I love about this place. The girls are tooling the guys in here. <laughs> you know? But it was so funny because we didn't even know we were doing it. We were like, oh, Okay, you yeah, know, we're, we're just, just doing what we're taught to do. Yeah. Just do what we're taught yeah. to do. Like, I remember one time I got to the gym. So I trained funny. every second that I had. I did my strength and conditioning and my lunch hour at work. So I gave up every lunch hour at work. And I became the crazy gym rat at my job. And I just, you know, one night I was at the gym. And I think, um, I think Marcus Davis yeah. or Pat Cote, one of the high-level guys was yeah. there teaching or something. Yeah. And I started to have this horrible pain. 
in my in my side, like this horrible, horrible pain. Yeah. And I tried to train through it, and it got worse and worse and worse. And pretty soon, I'm, they sent me upstairs, which wasn't like part of the gym yet. Yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. where the fighters slept or whatever. Yeah. And I was like crum- crunched over. And so Gina was like, "I'm taking you to the hospital." Yeah, I had a no kidney shit. stone. Oh. Jesus. They tested me. They want to make sure my appendix hadn't burst and everything. But then I was like, oh shit, God. I think I can make the 7 a.m. Muay Thai class before I go to work. I fucking showed up at Muay Thai. Yeah. And then yeah. Jake was like, all right, you idiots. You'd better, like, bring it because this girl. It was just in the hospital. Yeah. Or I would show up. I broke my toe. I showed up with broken feet, yeah. broken yeah. noses. Yeah. I just, because I didn't want to miss a training session. I said, I can't afford to. Right. Because I can't go when I have my kids. And so. It's the only time for you to do it. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I had to be tougher than everybody else. And I yeah. had to just keep showing up. And, and But then you they would focused. start coming. They would start coming with me and then um, sleep on the mat or. Yeah, they were good. They were very well behaved. Mostly. They were. Mostly. But I they, remember. They're, they're still well behaved. But they're they really just grew up thinking this was normal, you yeah. know. And then, you know, my son would say in school, my mom's a fighter. Uh-huh. Okay. Sure <laughs> she is. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, you had to put in the work and it was a lot, but it was fun. It was just so much fun. There's something so magical about that place. Well, what's so important about the, the vibe that I've gotten from you and your mentality is you just haven't, you haven't let other people's opinions like affect you. Not at and all. I, that, and that, that's been a huge... Not at all. Set, setback for a lot of men, women, anyone trying to trying to do something. You know, well, not at all. I knew I was doing some. I knew I wasn't doing anything wrong. Right. Okay. I mean, I don't do drugs. I don't have an alcohol problem. Although I feel like I, mean, I should when at this do, point. When but, do you have the time? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I drink yeah. between two and three. You know, I don't, I don't have any really bad vices. I'm a I'm a pretty good mom. You yeah. know, I mean, I'm not like the best mom on the planet, but I feel like I do my best all the time. Right. And I felt like I wasn't doing anything wrong. And I really honestly believed that I was improving myself and improving that that would improve the lives of my kids. I thought being healthy is good. Being fit is good. You know, having something positive. There was a community at the gym. I was building a community for myself. I was learning something that might have a self-defense application to it. I just felt like I was role modeling good behavior for the kids. So I really didn't believe I was doing anything wrong. Um, And most of my friends eventually came around once they realized it wasn't a midlife crisis. And that um, that would come much later. No. um, (laughs) uh, (laughs) Like this weekend. No, I'm just kidding. Um, But, like, you know, once they realized that this was something, like, I really was passionate about and really cared Mm -hmm. about, they all came behind me, you know, and and started to really see, like, oh, this is a good thing. And then they'd be like, so what exactly do you eat? And what? Yeah, right. (laughs) You know, what do you do for workouts and things like that? And they started asking for advice and um, and now, like at work, they just laugh. If I, they laugh when they see me with a bruise on my face or oh, yeah. a broken nose. Because now they, they know. Yeah, they think yeah. it's hilarious. You, you know? should see the other person. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And they just, they just think it's funny now. And um, but tuning out those negative opinions, a lot of times people are putting their stuff on you. Mm-hmm. It's a projection, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, they're putting you, their stuff you've on you. Kind of broken some barriers in, in other other realms too, like with people. And you're in an interracial relationship, and you've been yeah. in one for some time now. After yep. coming through a di- difficult divorce, yes. and you guys met. Um, I don't know. You guys been together for a long time. We've now. been together for over six years now. Yeah. So so yeah, that is interesting because. Um, where people also like, what are you doing with that too? Or? A little bit. Well, he's a little younger than me too. Oh yeah. So that made it look even more like a midlife Get it, crisis. Girl. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, there were a lot of things that kind of 
would out from the outside maybe seem like I was going a little bit off the midlife crisis path on the midlife crisis path. But, um, well, I had been previous to that. I had been, you know, I tried a couple of sort of romantic relationships between my divorce and my boyfriend and mm-hmm. things didn't work out. And then I, um, I'd had somebody dump me for training. Mm-hmm. You know, they were like, you're always at that gym. I'm like, oh, I know. I remember you saying oh, that. Well, how exactly am I supposed to learn this? <laughs> like going to the gym. Like, the- it's either you or the gym. Yeah. I'm and like, I said, well, I don't know what to tell you, dude. Like, this is what I do. Right. So Good choice. I took like a year off from dating, really, honestly. Mm-hmm. I know this kind of sounds like, you know, um, this is real girl talk here. But I yeah. I took a year off from dating and I kind of did the whole like figure out what I want for myself thing. And mm-hmm. I just, the first couple of months were really hard and lonely. And I just said, you know, I'm going to really just work, kids, train, and think about what I really want. Yeah. You know, I mean, I had this bad marriage and I had this even worse divorce and I, you know, it was very messy and it's still ongoing messy. Mm-hmm. And, um, I had some like bad, you know, romantic entanglements following my divorce. And I was like, what do I want? Why am I fighting? Why am I working? Why am I not just sitting on the couch eating potato chips, being a welfare mom? Like that would just be so much easier. <laughs> you know, I was broke all the time, but I was working, you know, I just, yeah. I was like, what am I doing? So I just took a year <clears> off <throat> and I really just, I didn't date anybody. I just kind of thought about what I wanted and it really clarified things for me. And How I much said, more time do you have when you're not dating a person too, to really just focus yeah. on your things on yourself? You yeah. yeah, just, you know, I really, I just didn't even accept any first dates or anything. I just kind of focused on what do I really want? What do I want in a person? Who do I want to be? Yeah. I know that sounds very like earthy, no. crunchy, esoteric no, or whatever, but I just like, who am I? You know, like, yeah. let's take a break. Like I've had a whirlwind 20 years and I'm, not a spring chicken. I'm yeah. getting older and I'm, you know, late thirties. What am I doing? So I just kind of decided, you know, this is the kind of person I want to be with. And, and this is the way I want, I envision my life going over the next 10, 20 years. I always think like, try to make your short term decisions based on long-term goals. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. So I was like, you know, I, the next person that I'm with, I want to be like a person I really respect, someone who's athletic, someone that re- like respects me, someone that I care about, someone that's fun, smart, you know, it sounded like a really tall order. <laughs> <laughs> and the first person I accepted a date from after this like sabbatical from dating was my boyfriend. And he is a really terrific person. I mean, he, he's... He's just all of those things and more. And he's just, he really honestly, um, you know, there's a lot of differences. He, you know, yes, it's an interracial relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's black, he's Hispanic, he's, um, he's younger than I am. <laughs> um, you know, but he's just like a really, like we're very similar. It's crazy. He's the most like me of anybody I've ever dated personality wise. It just feels like we're like very, very, very similar people. That's so funny. Cause you're so like, I mean like bubbly, bubbly, but he's quiet. Oh, in, pri- in private, he's like Mr. Silly. Oh, oh really? Oh, oh my God. God forbid he's that way all the time. I'm he's shattering like his stern image, but he is Mr. Silly. be a stone face. That is he's so Mr. Silly, and I'm the one that gets too serious in private. And I'm like, oh, you know, so you he's the one. That, yeah, but he's out. also like, he knows when to be like, like he's like, he's like a very like, you know, um, 
confident person and sometimes I just need like him to be like the man of the relationship yeah, you know absolutely. and he's he does that like he knows <laughs> how to have that balance of being yeah. like supportive and you know confident and he has a son who's the same age as my daughter so we had kids the same age which I think has a lot to do with it mm-hmm. you know someone his age might have not have been as mature right. without having a child and we had a lot in common that way mm-hmm. well you've already uh, done so much and accomplished so much while being you know your your only motivation so it must be nice that you know sometimes you can just let it go and somebody else can help push you having to yeah. push yourself all, all the time and you exhausting. get burnt out you get burnt out it's exhausting and just he so i the, like three weeks into dating i took him down the gym mm-hmm. i was like okay i'm just gonna screen him out i decided Let's see where this know. is going yes so i said oh i do this fighting thing and i actually had a smoker like like um, within a month of us dating so i but the week before i took him down the gym and i was rolling with stan savage in these little booty oh, no. shorts and a little tank top and he shows up to come pick me up because i don't think i had i don't know if i had a car at the time but i live so close to the gym i yeah. just take the train this is a good test and uh <laughs> he just you know he's very quiet in public yeah. and he just kind of sat there playing on his phone and didn't say much and then i introduced him to eddie saldana because okay. eddie's dominican too yeah so i was like you know i wanted to get eddie's take on the whole thing yeah. you know He's like, watch out, it could be a player, you know, and whatever. So anyway, so I said, okay, well, and, you know, Miguel was like, oh, it was cool, you know, yeah. all right. I was like, well, I have this fight thing next week if you want to go. He's like, okay. And so he showed up, and he was like, that was really cool. It just never got weird. Right. Like, there was nice. never, like, just a... Relaxed. Yeah, and he was just normal about the whole thing. And then, you know, and then... um Occasionally, you know, he just would come down the gym. He'd hang out with everybody. He would come to all my fights. He helped me cut weight. He'd drive me to weigh-ins. No, you said about him cu- helping you cut weight. <laughs> yeah, such a funny story. You're he like just, crying. Oh my god, the last the the <laughs> poor kid. I took this one fight on short notice, and it was just it's eleven kind of pounds, fifteen pounds in a week, and eleven pounds of this water in twenty four hours, awful. which is wow. hard for even like it's horrible the guys to do, right? So it's horrible for anybody to do. The last couple of pounds were the worst, and so I'm crying in the plaza and he's laughing his ass off showing me the video of Cyborg crying in the tub while she's in her weight cut so I'm crying like if she can cry I can cry cry. (laughs) it's okay sort of that woman solidarity thing we're talking about like identifying and I'm like you know because like if she can cry this, and I'm sobbing and like even all the way up to the weigh-ins I'm crying in the plastics in the car and he's sweating with the windows up because oh, he's hydrated Lord. so he's pouring sweat and he's like you got this baby you got this I'm, like, I'm not giving up oh my god it's like having a baby and then I was like I gotta take the plastic you did this to me yeah, you did this to me. Oh my and then I'm like God. stripping off the plastics and I've got my workout brown. I see a trucker go by and he's like, what the hell is going on in that car? We're sweating. <laughs> and I'm oh, like, man. so he's helping me to the whole thing. And then about a couple of years in, he was like, I'll try a Muay Thai class. And yeah, then, he's been doing it ever since. Yeah, and he just, so then wonderful. it became like two Muay Thai classes a week. And then he was like skipping out. He was going to school at night and he was like skipping out of his school early to like, go to Muay Thai class and he had A's, all A's, he's very bright. And um, so that was actually really nice too because he would like, he kind of really gets it, you know, yeah. not exaggerating. I'm fucking tired, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, so yeah, and just, I think it just really helped a lot and, um, you know, it's fun. Sometimes we train together. At first it was weird. Yeah. You know, I thought like, we're just such a good fit in this relationship. Training together is going to be so awesome. And then we'd like get in a huge fucking fight, you know, <laughs> and you sucker punched me and you did this and then you know what you're doing. And oh, sorry, I'm playing with the microphone. And um, so, but yeah, it's just been really great. And, you know, he is in the, now he is there. He's my teammate yeah. in his own right. 
he's part of the team. It's not like he's my boyfriend. He's part of the team. And that's really awesome. That's and a huge transition though, too, to bring somebody that you're, you know, intimate and physical with, and then you're yeah. bringing them into your space. Yeah. But I kind of like, like that. I don't it like, is nice, yeah. but it doesn't work for all people. Sometimes. No, but it's so interesting. Cause like this relationship, I don't feel like I need a lot of space mm. and you know, we don't live together. So we already have a lot of space and, and, I think that, you know, it just, it's really nice. Like tonight we're meeting up at the gym because he's doing the six and the seven and I'm doing the seven. I'm still kind of a little tired from the fight. So instead of doing team practice, I'll just do the seven, but we'll get to train in the same space together. And you know, now I have somebody I can sexually harass at the gym and it's okay. Finally. Finally. It's okay to sexually harass somebody somebody there. So I can make all kinds of inappropriate jokes to them. And, That's awesome. Um, yeah, so it's really fun. It's like it, te- it helps you learn about yourself and who you are and how you like to communicate and interact with people. And it helps you learn how to deal with difficult people, people sure. that are unsure, lack confidence. It helps mm-hmm. you be in the role of student and teacher. Mm-hmm which is important in life, you know, because sometimes I'm the student and sometimes I'm the teacher. I feel like I'm both on all Sometimes I'm the parent, sometimes I'm the mom at the gym, and sometimes I'm the little kid looking for a shoulder to cry on. And sometimes your kid's like, Mom, remember what you told me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So it allows you to take on all of those roles and learn about yourself and figure out how do I react in these situations, you know, under pressure helps you figure out how you're going to react under pressure. Where where are the things that you want to improve as a person? Where are your weaknesses? It just comes to light so clearly. Like I remember I used to blink or um, close my eyes, flinch when people hit me. And John Johnson said to Luda one day, if she blinks or looks away, hit her harder. Oh. And he was like, oh, God. And then he like yeah. was like, okay. Yeah, right? <laughs> well, I got to tell you, I saw stopped- See, my lesson with that one was go in the shower and try to hold your eyes open. <laughs> you know, like while the water's spraying on you so you can get to... So you can keep your eyes open if somebody punches you. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so That's awesome. such a different way of like learning yeah, well, it. I got to tell you, within two or three team practices, I was getting hit like 75% less because I was keeping my eyes open and watching what was coming. And it's just like life, right? If you keep your blinders on and you shut your eyes to everything that you don't want to happen to you, you're never going to see things coming at you. That you might want that's in there. Yeah. Or or just get out of the way. An opportunity to counter or... Get out of the way. It gives you more control in the situation. You have no control in the situation with your eyes closed. Exactly. So just like keep your eyes open. Watch what's coming at you in life. See what's happening. You'll miss most of the bad stuff. And, you know, you'll learn something. And so just like the metaphors go on and on and on. It's just awesome. And there's so much to learn. That's one of the great differences in training like other things. Because some uh, some people think, oh, why would you want to train that as opposed to, say, dancing or like... Yeah. um, I danced for years, by the way. Yeah. So it does feel like dancing. It feels like dancing. And I always associated it with dancing Mm -hmm. only in that. Dancing is a little more choreographed. Sure, you can have a partner yes. that will, um, you know, you could get like um, um, intuitive with it and kind of just go and flow with it. Yes. But it's not quite like striking because in you have that to be improvisational. Yeah, the, yeah. yeah in, in in an MMA match when you were working with a partner, you you don't know what the other partner's thinking no. or you don't know what they're going to throw it's at you. It's dancing 2.0. That's how I yeah, think of it. Yeah, it's, it's like, like you learn all the combos. You know, you practice them over and but over. Then it becomes artistic. I mean, you. Watch Right. Actually, like Rob Font, he makes it look like fucking oh, art. We were just talking yeah. about that the other day, yeah, Shelly and I. 
Oh, he's just yeah. a pleasure to watch. I used yeah. to just watch the guys on the pa- like hit pads and stuff when yeah, I first started. He makes started. it look so easy, and, and he doesn't even think about it anymore. It doesn't no, look like he just, it's just like they hold the beautiful. pads up and they don't have to say anything. But Rob likes to communicate without talking anyway. He like was shaking his gloves at me. I didn't. I was like, I don't know what that means. Like a secret sign. He never even has like that trying look on his face. He's always so happy. calm and composed. Well, he's got like a happy yeah. face, I think. Yeah, he and also like just happy face. figuring out what is my poker face and how do I get yeah. through these difficult situations in life? Like I have, I've had this bad divorce. And right. It's an ongoing battle in court. Yeah, it's still a lot of years. A too. lot of years. It's a long. That's, it's a marathon, not yeah. a sprint. Right. And you know, um, how do you cope with those things in life that are unpleasant? That's why you're doing the. <laughs> I mean, I also look at it as it's the best form of therapy. It's therapy. It's a vaca- It's a spa vacation. Yeah, for you sure. You know, it's like when I'm training, I'm really not thinking about anything other than training. It's the only time that I feel so completely free. Mm. I feel completely free. Like, this is like my space. This is my happy space. This is where I am 100% me. I really feel like the real mm-hmm. Rachel when I'm training and fighting and it's just a wonderful feeling. And also all those problems melt away. I get a mental break. I mm-hmm. meditate too, mm-hmm. but I didn't start really, really meditating, like really committed to it until about two years ago. What and got you into meditation for it? I mean, what started you? I thought it would be a better fighter. And so where, where, did you just figure that out on your own or did somebody well, present that to you? You know, or? I'm kind of this, like, I know you're always, I'm one of these people stuff. that's very like, I have a lot of sides to me. So I have yeah. an, a hippie, earthy, crunchy side. Like I yeah. had my kids at home in a yeah. tub. You oh, know, you when did a, that. a birthing oh, tub. You, you did that? You did I a home birth? You are crunchy. Oh, man. Yeah, so I'm And brave. Like, and you had, like, what did you have? My, um, I had a midwife, midwife. And, you know, I had, a, like, a, a wonderful midwife. She was, like, wow, my really other girlfriend certified had midwife. Her kids too. Yeah, I, I had, like, you know, so I had, like, an earthy, crunchy, hippie side to me. Nice. And anything that would make me a better fighter. So I started doing yoga, which I really believe it. I know you're, yes, you know, you're a yoga teacher. I love yoga. And I do 10 minutes of yoga every single night to, you know, and that's what's kept me injury free the last couple of years because Definitely. I got injured a lot. That kept me yes, in the game Yes, kept too. you in the game, right? It'll keep you in the game longer. And that's what's kept me, knock on this fake Ikea wood. Keeps me, <laughs> you're, you're able to keep up with the 20 year olds yeah. because of it. That, that is them. that is it to a T. I try to tell them. I say, yeah. guys, when you guys get to a certain age, they'll they'll figure it yeah, out. They're, they're like, oh, she like, knew what she yoga. was talking about. Yoga, just do yeah. ten minutes of yoga a night. I'm telling you. Yeah. So this is kind of an offshoot that I've meditated on and on over off and on over the years, and I started doing it prior to some of my fights mm-hmm. in my camp, and then it just kind of stuck around and. It's not like a big deal thing, but it's like I try to meditate like 10 minutes every morning. And it really centers me. I feel like I get a lot more mentally out of my day. It's mm-hmm. like, and I so just. So can I, just, I, not mm-hmm. to interrupt, but like yeah. uh, for, for our listeners too, is like when you meditate, like you had to learn how to do something. And most yes. people don't, you know, they think, oh my God, I can't just sit there and be, and, you know, clear my mind yes. for like yes. the next 10 minutes and not think of anything. And I, I'm sure that's not what you no, really do. Well, so can you run through yeah. a little bit what you do for, for our listeners? I still try all different 
different kinds of meditation. So I don't put limits on it. I just don't even make it a big deal. That's I basically great. have tried, I go on YouTube and Google meditation and pick the first 10 minute video that comes up sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I just sit there for 10 minutes and let my mind wander. Sometimes I pick a, a word to focus on, mm-hmm. you know, or sometimes I pick an image to focus on. Mm-hmm. Did you do any of it for your fights? Did you do any visual, visualization? Yeah. Oh my God. Well, that, that's the other thing that kind of brought me around to it. Cause I had, mm-hmm. of course, uh, stum- eventually if you do any kind of sport, you stumble upon visualization for athletes, oh, yeah. right? We, they yeah. all do it at the top levels. So those kind of like a blend of that. So yeah, I definitely, mm-hmm. I have all these like earthy, crunchy, like things I've downloaded from Amazon, you know, <laughs> believe in yourself, you know, you're special, you're one with the universe, but this works. Like instead of dumping crap in your head, I could be thinking, Oh my God, she's going to kick my ass and I'm probably going to die out there. I'm so old. Thinking something positive and replacing that with something positive can't hurt you. Right. Like it can't do any harm, you know? And I just feel like you're retraining your mind, just like you train your body to throw a jab. Mm -hmm. Or if you're a runner, you train yourself to run. Or, you know, you need to learn a new computer program and how to do your taxes or you have to practice. Well, I always say there's a difference uh, between uh, worrying about something and thinking about something. So a lot yes. of times someone like, oh, I, 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 I can't think about it. It's like, no, you have to think about it. Just don't worry about it. Don't yes. repeat the same uh, thing well, over and over to yourself. Yes. Say, because what can I do about this? What are my options? If you can do something about it, then do that. You don't need to worry. Right. And if you right. can't do anything about it, worrying is useless. Exactly. It's just expending energy you don't need. So For something that's in the future that you have no control over and, and yeah. until it gets there and it might not even happen. That's yeah, I mean, I've had a long, like I said, a long battle in court with my ex, yeah. and there have been a lot of really stressful situations as a mom, and I just have really found that worry, it happens to me sometimes, it's hard to avoid it, it's okay to sit with it, mm-hmm. but I put a cap on it, so whenever mm-hmm. I have a bad thing that happens to me, this is a little mm-hmm. trick that I have, and this is good. I tell this to the people at the gym all the time. So if something bad happens to me, I make a decision to allow myself to be upset or to cry or to freak out or whatever, but I set a deadline. Nice. I give myself a deadline. I say, okay, and usually I stop before the deadline. You Mm -hmm. know, like, what did I have? I had one fight. It might have been the one that I took on short notice and I really got my ass kicked by Maria Rivera, who's phenomenal, by the way. Yeah, she's, she's in got, the junior Olympics for Taekwondo and, and she's she got a long career the, ahead of her. Yeah, she has the up and coming fight. She with, has an up and coming uh, fight with Sarah Click, Sarah who Click. is one of my training yep. partners. Yep. And uh, Sarah Click is a beast. It's going to yep. be a death match, I'm telling yeah. you right now. Are but you going? I hope so. I hope so. That's the yeah. thing I've had, to, one of the things I've had to give up though is, is going to so many fights because, mm. you know, it's hot with the kids and stuff. They have their own lives and everything. Mm. But I tell them, like, so I'll put it, so, you know, I said, oh, it really sucked that I lost. So I said, All right, I'm going to allow myself to lay in bed and eat potato chips, which were actually these all-natural <laughs> veggie chips with sea salt. So it wasn't really that bad, everybody. Don't worry. Don't. And I watched, like, you know, 24 episodes of, like, the 100 in a row and crying in bed. And I just said, I'm going to allow myself to do this for one whole day. Mm. And after that, I have to pull my shit together. I laid in bed. <laughs> That's good. And I sat there and ate. I literally sat in crumbs, which if you know me, I'm kind of, you know, I like things to be like empty. So I'm like, I'm covered in crumbs. The kids kept coming in. They're like, are you okay? I'm like, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine. And it's like, I'm like, it'll be over by 6 p.m. It'll be over by 6 p.m. I'm like rocking, you know. And so then 
But then, like, before before my deadline, I was like, oh, I'm getting sick of this. Like, I'm tired of yeah. sitting in a bed of crumbs. So I always put a cap on my stuff. <laughs> yeah, and good. then I say, all right, just let it out. Because you got to let it out. Otherwise, you subvert it. Yeah. And then you, like, Festers. it comes out some other yeah. way. Oh, so I just, manifest, yeah. yeah. Right? You, it always comes out some way. So I just allow myself permission to be upset. And then I say, all right, now I have to pull it together. Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't, but like mm-hmm. say, okay, now it's time to like focus on getting it together. And meditation helps with that and visualization and just visualizing like, you know, what I've done well in the past and why am I doing this? Mm. You know, why am I even doing this? I want to, you know, show my kids certain qualities like courage or whatever. And I just like, okay, I'm doing this for that. And just replay that in your head instead yeah. of all the bad stuff. What's important know? too is to ask your, a lot of people will ask themselves questions, but they don't attempt to answer the questions. Yeah. So they'll ask themselves yes. these questions and it's like, well now try to answer it. That's, yes. that's, that's the difficult part. Yeah. Like why am I doing this? And the answers are like, some of them are selfish and some of them aren't, you know, some of them are altruistic. Like I want the female MMA community to see that this is possible because yeah. even though there are, there's some amazing female fighters locally in our gym, some of the women are just starting to come up like Jeanette. She's yeah. a killer and she's coming, you know, real new, new, new blood coming up. Yeah. And I just want to say team. like, keep going, keep going. And so some of it's for that reason, for the MMA community and some of it's to model good behavior for my kids. And some of it's for me. I want to do something that matters. And I feel like this matters. And I want to just do something. I want to know myself. I want to know Hmm. what happens when I'm faced with that. Right. What am I going to do? Right. You know, what am I going to do? I was asking myself that question before I stood in the ring, before I got in the ring last time. I'm standing there in this like crazy Muay Thai getup that's like such an honor, you know, that they put this whole thing. I mean, Andy was so cute. He was like doing the whole thing, the bow. And oh my God, I was like, I can't believe I'm here. And I'm standing here and I'm like, what am I going to do when I get in there? Am I going to freak out? Am I going to like cry? Am I going to cave? There was a brief, Am I going to step up to the plate? There was a brief second and I, I, I could identify with you when you were in there because it was like that little girl yeah. came out. You're, you're in the middle of the, the, the ring and this like little, like when you're, when you're a small kid and you're completely vulnerable. Yes. And you're, you're so vulnerable. Up there. Yeah. Oh and you're completely vulnerable and you just feel like, um, I don't even know how to describe it, but I know I felt that when we were in the ring and I'm like, and I'm, everybody's watching and I'm like, yeah, and I'm so here, but I'm here and it's like almost your spirit. Yeah. Definitely. And, and it's your spirit coming out and it's saying, and it's such a soft, sweet, innocent, um, Aww. like a, a child almost like yeah. it's, it's, and it's there and you're like, I'm here and I'm doing my, my dream. Yeah, yeah, that was like so overwhelming. I'm doing my. This dream. is my dream. I'm living my dream right now, and I'm living it. Yeah, and I and I caught it in you when you were in the middle of the <laughs> ring. Am I accurate? In yeah, that? definitely. I, I'm like, I, I was definitely like that was really my focus for this fight. I was like, I don't know how many fights I have left, and this is my dream. Yeah, and I just love this gym, and I love this sport, and I love this community. And I am right now living my dream. Whatever happens in here, I'm living my dream. And I just, it was awesome. And yeah, it is. It's such a pure thing. And just kind of discovering how you react under those circumstances. Like, and it's been a winding, wonderful road. Yeah, I mean, definitely. like, and, I, and I've had the, the, the pleasure to, to have witnessed it all these Aww. years. And it's been really a great experience. 
Shelly, you have no idea. Like you played a huge part in this for me because when I first started, there was a lot less support for women and it was hard to be courageous. And you were like my fairy godmother because you were like, <laughs> I've been I here. It's, I know it's tough. Like you gave me the talk more than once. <laughs> you said, it's, it's hard girl, but you keep going. And like, you really like, I try to do that for the girls at the gym. I know you do. I think it's great. Yeah. You modeled the behavior for me. Now you're modeling it for me because now you're like, I, I, it's kind of like this big circle because I feel like, you know, there are times like when I see her at it, I'm like, shit, maybe I should go back and like actually train. I mean, I'm going to train again. I'm I'm actually going to come back to the gym and train again, but like, but actually maybe even compete. I don't know. Like I'm not promising anything but like i yeah. you know i've had those little you, inklings it's like either it's way. not my that's not my dream to do that but it just yeah. looks like so much fun i feel like it shouldn't be such a rigid thing yeah. like if yeah. you feel it yeah. do it if yeah. you don't that's okay too like it's okay to move on to have a life in other areas like so many wonderful people at the gym have gone on to do yeah, other, things. other things exactly and i know they're going to be amazing at those other things right. because they were amazing at the gym yeah. and so it's not it's not wrong to leave part of this behind or even come back to it. It's exactly. like whatever. Like this is it's never wrong, right? It's never wrong. No, it's right. like follow your path, right? <laughs> yeah. So if you feel that inkling again, follow it. Like follow yeah. that little inkling. And, and if it took you three years to do it, then you needed three years to do it. Exactly. You didn't have yeah. To... Exactly. Yeah. I don't put so much pressure on myself anymore. I felt like yes. such pressure early on because of my age. I was like, oh my god, I have to hurry up and do this. And now I'm like. Actually, I do this for the rest of my life on yeah, some level. Exactly. Right? Yeah. I was like, I can keep competing. Yeah. I can still do jujitsu. Yeah. I can, you know, they can't stop me because I can oh, go yeah. sign up for tournaments <laughs> <Yeah>. and <laughs> go into masters division. No yeah. one can stop me because that's how I start, get. Like, I was like, well, they're never going to let me do an MMA fight, so I started doing jujitsu tournaments because I figured they can't stop me. Yeah. Well, that was a good thing to do, though, like to prepare for to it. show them. I'm serious. <clears throat> I can compete. I'm not afraid. Yeah. I I know yeah. what I'm doing. Yeah. Well, all right. Let me repeat that. I don't know what I'm doing exactly, but I know that I want to be doing this, okay? Yeah. Definitely what I want to do. Knowing what I'm doing, but yeah, it's just, it's an exciting time to be in the local community, so. Yeah. The Indians are getting restless. Yeah, my kids are getting restless. They're so good. You know, two hours. Have we? Hour and a half. Oh my God. Nice. I can talk. I'm sorry. No, I love it. Are you kidding? You had so much great information like to share and storytelling. Well, hopefully, awesome. hopefully this will inspire some it's people awesome. locally, you know, so, and also make them see that like, it's not just the fighting. There's, you should take some risks in life, calculated risks, but risks, a few risks. Don't, you know, you're going to look at yourself in the mirror when you're 80. Life is about what did I do? What did I accomplish? How did I make the world a better place? And this is maybe my little way of doing it. Yeah, being an inspiration for other women coming up, even men coming up that, wow, she did this and, you know, I can do this too. Yeah, exactly. You know, and that's pretty much what it is. (laughs) I love you. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Evolve Women's MMA is for women by women about women to help evolve the sport and don't forget to like us love us share it and comment i'd love to hear what you think at facebook.com backslash i love wmma